1: Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the lightninginsider.com Insider.com podcast. Eric Rowlandson here from lightninginsider.com. I didn't really have a plan to discuss uh, the latest game with Tampa Bay. Uh, They did come back from the West Coast. My intention was to recap the West Coast trip. Didn't quite get to it. It was a busy weekend uh, around for me, so I wasn't able to get to that recap that I wanted to get out You know, coming back from the West Coast, winning two of those three games in Anaheim and San Jose to close out that trip. uh, Come home with four out of a possible six points. So at times they looked really good on that trip. A couple of times maybe not so crisp. Uh, Either way, they found ways to win games. Late power play goal from Brandon Hagel in Anaheim. And a goal from Nikita Kucherov with under a minute remaining in regulation time to win the game against the Sharks before they came back home, and that wrapped up a stretch of seven out of the first nine games of the season on the road, and if you want to count preseason, 11 of the 14 games that they had played uh, in October, and including preseason, were away from home, and if anybody read my story that I had posted um, after practice on Monday, they had spent 41 days since the start of training camp and 21 of those days has been spent away from town in in some capacity at half days travel days i count as days being away so it's only full days so they actually spent uh, more time away from home than they did actually at home since the start of training camp and that of course is now going to change a stretch of 9 out of 11 at home in November. There's actually 13 games total in the month, and 9 of them will be played at Amelie's. So there's a lot of home cooking uh, going to take place for the Lightning. And again, my intention was not to discuss, come at you with a, 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 a podcast episode right now, just because... It's every other day right now, and, and it's hard to kind of digest uh, from from doing that. But I, I just felt I felt compelled. I felt like I had to uh, at least give you some brief thoughts after the four uh, three victory against the Ottawa Senators. I, I have a full recap or uh, up on the website and uh, trying to digest it all, t- trying to comprehend. What it was that we witnessed in what has to be... And, and I've been doing this for 23 years now. One of the wackiest games I, I can remember seeing. And and I'm sure there were crazier, wackier ones along the way somewhere. But this one was... was <laughs> I still don't know how to process it all. Uh, even John Cooper... <laughs> after the game said, I, I, I'm going to need a day to kind of go over everything and gave the team the day off on Wednesday uh, because of it. it it's just, I, I guess the best way to describe it, it was some of the best bad hockey I've seen from, from Tampa Bay and, and especially with the current group of players in this generation Of the franchise. It was... At times it was comical. At times you just wanted to laugh. At other times you wanted to cry. Other times you probably wanted to take that hockey stick that you grip during games while you're watching and probably throw it at the TV. Right? Like it was just that kind of an odd, wacky, whacked out game to go back and forth with the Ottawa Senators and and still find a way to win a game that maybe like it's weird they deserve to win the game but they did not deserve to win that game because Ottawa had 15 shots on goal and, and, and three goals and probably should have had four there's, there's a remarkable Andre Vasilevsky save on a two on oh that kept it a one goal deficit in the second period so, it, <laughs> again, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with words. The second period was, uh, like, a, you want to call it a comedy of errors, but it was more of a tragic comedy. Because they have a five-minute power play. Hey, five-minute power play. Five minutes of continuous power play because Dylan Gambrel, uh clipped Eric Chernak up high with his elbow and rightly received a match penalty for intent to injure on the play, and he is suspended pending a review. So you get a five-minute major, and yes, Victor Hedman out tonight, did not play, but Mikhail Sergachev had scored a power play goal earlier in the game. Earlier in the period, in fact, that made it 1-1. So let's not blame the absence of Victor Hedman on the power play here, but you have five continuous minutes of a power play. And then during that five-minute major, remember, you can score at will. You can score six goals during a power play if you score six goals. The, The time does not come off the board. And then towards the tail end of that, you get a minute 38 of a 5-on-3 because Ottawa got caught with too many men on the ice. So it's a it's a 1-1 a game. You get a 5-minute major, and then you get more than 90 seconds of 5-on-3 time. And, you know, the lightning of late, when they have a 5-on-3, This this is not something new. But when they have a five-on-three, they use five forwards. And those five forwards are Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Alex Kalorn, and Corey Perry. Corey Perry is a right-hand shot on the left side of the net. Alex Kalorn is a left-hand shot on the left side of the net. Braden Point sets up in the bumper, and everything else kind of runs through Kucherov, with Stamkos as the shooting option. So this is not anything new saw it in the preseason, saw it early in the year nothing new, so we can't blame this on the five forwards maybe you can point to the ending maybe you'd want a defenseman out there, but it should never have gotten to this point because not only are you not generating enough good looks on a five on three you give up a breakaway and credit to Nikita Kucherov, who was the perpetrator of the turnover, to backcheck and disrupt it without getting off a shot. That's bad enough. But moments later, you give up another one. Again, you're on a five on three, and you give up another breakaway, this time to old friend Matthew Joseph, who scores on the breakaway. And I know exactly what's going through everybody's head, how many of those opportunities did Joseph have last year while a member of the Lightning and not convert on? He had a he must have had a dozen of them and I'm not I don't think I'm exaggerating. It felt like you had about a dozen of those breakaways because he pressures you and he forces you to think about his speed which can lead to mistakes, and that's what happened. It was another turnover, and this time Joseph scores. So not only do you fail to convert on five minutes of a continuous power play, and you fail to convert on a minute 38 of a two-man advantage, you give up the go-ahead goal. It's just, you just want to, I mean, that would, if if the game had gone completely south for the Lightning, That's exactly what we would have been talking about. The failed power play. And it didn't get any better. The Lightning had eight power play opportunities in this game. Eight of them. The Senators were just begging, daring the Lightning to do something with it. And they didn't, other than the one they got from Sergeyev earlier in the second period. I mean, some guys... I think Brayden Point had 11 minutes of power play time tonight. I think Stamkos was around 11 minutes. Other guys were in the 10-minute range in just in power play time. That's how many opportunities the Lightning had with the man advantage. And they didn't take advantage of it. And you're not supposed to win games like that. You're just not. And for a while, it looked like they weren't. And this is, this is the weirdness of this game. As I said... They deserved to win this game, but they also didn't deserve to win this game because the first goal of the game, scored by Gambrel, came off of a turnover and another unassisted goal given up by the Lightning. So just, again, it, it just a puck and then fumbling with it. Pierre-Edouard Belmar is not able to get you know control of it or corral it, and Gambrel's alone all in front of the net, and he scores, makes it one nothing. The second goal we just discussed off of turnovers. And then in the third period, after Alex Calorne ties the game at two and gives you hope, very next shift they literally give it away again as Andre Vasilevsky gets caught behind his net, coughs up the puck, and Collingerou scores to put the Senators back in front. So that's where the that's the part where okay they didn't deserve to win this game. But they did a lot of good things in this game. It's going to be overshadowed and overlooked, but especially the third period. They scored three goals in the third period to find a way to win this game and pull out two points.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is there. And I thought it was a fantastic play all around on Brayden Point's goal that made it 3-3. And you can just... It was like one of those... Screw this. We're not losing this game kind of moments. And we've seen Brayden Point do that a few times. We've seen Nikita Kucherov do that a few times. Steven Stamkos did it to the Rangers in in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final last year. So they have the type of players that can basically just say, Screw this. We're not losing. And point just with determination sped his way up the ice after a nice little touch pass from Nikita Kucherov and and scores a goal to tie the game and then you know look this team is loaded with game breakers they're all over the ice starts with 88 net 86 is a game breaker 21 is a game breaker 77 though he didn't play tonight is a game breaker 91 is a game breaker like they just have guys that can just be the difference in a game they're all over this roster and 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 the and the eventual game-winning goal, just a great play by Brandon Hagel behind the net to beat in on the forecheck and disrupt things. Braden Point picks up the puck. He finds Mikhail Sergachev back at the top of the circle, who knew exactly where Nikita Kucherov was going to be and found him for a one-timer for the game-winning goal. But that wasn't it. <laughs> I mean, the final couple of minutes of this game, Nick Paul, former Ottawa senator, involved in the deal that sent Matthew Joseph to Ottawa, appears as if he's put the game away with an empty net goal. But review, and I'm not sure why this goal was overturned, Again, it's not a challenge because in the final minute of the third period, anything is initiated from upstairs. So it's a it's a it's a review uh, in the final minute of, of a potential offside because Brandon Hagel cut back to give the puck to Nick Paul, and Nick Paul touched past it to himself, so the puck went forward. I've seen that called possession and called a good goal. They overturned this one. So it's no goal. It stays 4-3. But wait, there's more because this game was this game. The Lightning have another opportunity to get an empty net. You've got Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point down in the uh, offensive zone. They couldn't convert. They couldn't finish. Steven Stamkos has the puck in the corner. Smart thing is to probably just keep it there and just kill the rest of the clock instead His thought process is, I'm just going to give it back to my D-man. We're going to kill the clock. Well, the puck missed the mark. And for whatever reason, Brady Kachuk is standing all alone behind the lightning defense. Nobody around him. And the puck goes right to him. It goes right to Brady Kachuk with about 2.3 seconds left on the clock, and he has a breakaway chance. I mean, if he scores there, it just would have perfectly summed up this game. And that's exactly what I asked Steven Stamkos afterwards. I said, were you holding your breath in the final second? And he said, well, if he'd have scored, it would have just been exactly what this game was meant to be. Uh, And he probably said he would have had to have gotten a new stick. You know, So, again, thinking the right reason, you're doing the right thing, you're just going to give it back to your D-man, the goal, the game is over, and yet there's Brady Kachuk, arguably Ottawa's best goal scorer, sitting all alone, and he doesn't convert, the horn goes off, and somehow the Lightning survive this game. But here's my biggest takeaway out of this besides the correctable mistakes that they're making right now, you know, to put themselves in the situation, that's the part of the game where they probably didn't deserve to win it, and yet they found a way to win it. The biggest thing that I take out of this game is the fact that they could have had every reason to fold in this game, Right? bad goal, to open the game on a bad turnover, things have been happening that way, you tie the game, your power play is not good, you give up a 3-on-5 shorthand goal against, you come out in the third period, you tie the game with about 8 minutes to go, on the next shift, you give it right back, literally give it right back. And yet you find a way to not just tie the game and get yourself at least a point out of the game. You end up winning the game. And something struck me in what John Cooper was talking about after the game. He said that a lot of that comes from maturity. Right? It's it's an understanding of not letting those type of things completely derail you and we've seen that happen before and and this game, this game it could have happened, it probably should have happened to be honest with you. I mean you fight and claw and you keep yourself in the game, you tie it in the third period and then give it right back I mean that's probably the moment you fold had to work so hard after everything, every opportunity you had to stay in the game and yet you gave it away next shift after tying it but they didn't fold and that's the, the the term didn't come up tonight but we've heard it before in trusting the process, trusting the system, trusting the way that you're asked to play and when you do that with the number of players on this team that can win you games you have a chance. It's like the game in San Jose. San Jose was back and forth. It wasn't anything like <laughs> the game against the Senators, but it was a back and forth. You know, the Lightning never had a two-goal lead. Every time they would score, San Jose would answer. And yet, when it came down to it, your elite players made elite plays to, to set up the game-winning goal, and you win the game, you come home with two points sort of the same thought process tonight that elite players again made elite plays and when you have this many elite players on your team you have a chance in a game you always have a chance in a game and I think that's what we have to appreciate in a lot of ways about this team a lot of personnel changeover, a lot of new faces but at the heart of it the heart of everything are those top-end core players, and what this team has been through, particularly in the last four years, going back to April of 2019, all the way up to the loss against Colorado in Game Six of last year's Stanley Cup Final? They—they they just, you know, there's there's a the phrase. Sometimes you have to learn how to win. You have to learn how to win. And I and I thought tonight. Against the Senators was an example of learning how to win in a game where maybe everything was pointing towards you're going to lose, and they pull it out. It's <laughs> it, it's just sometimes this team you just kind of shake your head, and I and I think that you know this game in particular was another one of those you just kind of shake your head. I mean, think about it, Nikita Khrushchev. I think we can sit here and arguably suggest that he is far from his top level and he's got points in eight straight games. He's got a goal in four consecutive games and he has 15 points in 10 games after picking up three including the game winner in the game against Ottawa and he would have had an assist on the Nick Paul MP He, he almost finished with four points and yet You know, he was at the heart of how things kind of got away from them in the second period. Now, the situation with Hedman, it doesn't look like it's too bad. He did partake in the morning skate, but he wasn't a full participant, even though he was out there the whole time. So it doesn't sound like anything too much with him. I would expect there's a good chance he plays on Thursday against Carolina. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on Chernak. That was a pretty nasty hit. Uh, didn't look bad, but it was sneaky, dirty, gross, sort of hit to the to the chin on a drive-by, which is why Gambrel got the match penalty. So we'll keep an eye on Eric Chernak here kind of moving forward a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's this this kind of game, I guess, just in the grand scheme of things, just epitomizes the Tampa Bay find a ways because, once again, they found a way to win a game that maybe you sat there and you looked and you thought, you know what? Maybe it's not going to be their night, and yet they found a way to pull it out and pick out two points. So that's my two cents. I, uh... Again, I might, it wasn't my plan, but I felt I had to kind of get things off my chest. Look for the full recap uh, on the site, lightinginsider.com. Under Game Recaps, as always, if you're not a subscriber yet, if you use the code PODCAST, you can get $10 off a, your first year of a subscription. So that's just use the, the code PODCAST if you're not a subscriber. Uh, anybody is interested or knows anybody that might be interested in a sponsorship type of deal, Please email me, Eric at lightinginsider.com is the email address. Can kind of package something together to where you know it would be not just here on the podcast but on the website as well and through social media. Lots of opportunities to spread the word of whatever uh, business would like to maybe reach out and uh, find some sort of partnership. So, again, Eric at lightninginsider.com is the uh, email address, and of course, my DMs on Twitter. Are always open. All right, uh, probably check in again after the weekend. Get games coming up against Carolina and Buffalo. Two days off before the Edmonton McDavid's and Drysitals come to town um, the week after with a two-day gap. So we'll we'll probably check in in a couple of days after we're done with the game against the Sabers. All right, as always, thanks everybody for the support. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, let them know what's out there. Everything helps, and we'll talk soon.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.